Hey everybody, this is Hunter Howard. I'm the lead pastor of Encounter Church. Here at Encounter Church, our vision is helping people encounter God. And that's what I pray and hope for you today, that you will encounter God through this message. Enjoy. Even look around in this room. In this room, we have generations. We have ethnicities. We have genders. We have all types of people. But we're all just a crowd of witnesses to a life of faith. You're not alone. You're not on an island. I'm not alone. It's not just me fighting for Jesus and my own. We're in a family. And it's easy when we're getting attacked to forget that this is the family of God. You know? And families have generations, right? We're in a family with generations. We're part of a faith legacy. Can you say legacy? You know, in my, in my old age now, I'm thinking about legacy. <laughs> Nobody beat me up, please. I know, I'm just 30, but thinking about legacy. And you know, when I'm getting attacked in, in my thoughts, sometimes, you know, I just begin to think back on my own faith legacy. And you know, in the Bible it says, David, son of Jesse, um, Obed, son of blah, 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 you know, the genealogies, right? And I would just read that and read that. But that's legacy. And you know, I'm so blessed that in the house today is my, is my, my legacy. My mom and dad are here. Hello, we love you. And something I often remind myself is I have the faith of my father. And dad, on Father's Day, I had to honor you. You've given me a lot of things. You've taught me a lot. But the most impactful, important, powerful thing that you did is you left a legacy of faith in me. Mom and dad, you laid the foundation of faith that I'm walking in today. Thank you. Thank you. And you know, Encounter Church, it's amazing that we're in this legacy, we're in this family, but I feel like we live in a time where generations are more distant from each other than ever before. Young people are, you know, ridiculing and just ignoring older generations that have gone before them. Older generations are jaded and annoyed with younger generations. And, oh, they're just so loud and obnoxious. They don't get it yet. And young people are like, oh, they don't understand what I'm going through. We are in a generational faith. And you know what would happen if we as a family came together? Young people, there are people in this house today that have been following Jesus longer than we've been alive. I think they have something to teach us. I think they have encouragement and wisdom that can edify us and help us run this race with endurance, right? Old people, senior saints, we love you. Guess what? These young people, they are, we might not know what we're doing, but we're chock full of passion. We're chock full of zeal. Would you come alongside of us and help us, give us wisdom and encouragement and insight. Call things out of us that we don't see. Let's come together, generations, as a family, and run this race with endurance. Amen? We're part of a faith legacy. Let's not dishonor the generations. God made a family for a reason. The church is not a business. The church is not an organization. The church is a family of believers. We've got grandparents and great-grandparents and great-great-grandkids. We all need each other. We are a part of a legacy. Hello? 
And in this legacy, what hits me is that we need to find spiritual fathers and mothers. We need fathers and mothers. On Father's Day, I want to speak to the fathers. I want to speak to us fathers. We need you. It's no surprise that the person most often absent from church in the American family is the father. The devil has attacked men because we are needed, not just in our families, not just in the marketplace. We are needed in the body. Fathers, we need your encouragement. We need your exhortation. We need your wisdom. We need that rebuke every now and then. We need you, fathers. We need fathers. And I'm double blessed because my dad is here and my spiritual father is in this place. Pastor Hunter, I had to honor you on Father's Day. You are a spiritual father to me and to many in this room. And I can speak for them when I say we have learned so much from you. To be men of God, to be godly husbands, godly fathers, spiritual leaders, men of God that are going to run this race with endurance. Thank you. Thank you for your legacy. So before the tears continue, let's just keep going, all right? So it says we we're surrounded by a cloud of witnesses to the life of faith. So what does Hebrews tell us to do next? It says strip off every weight, especially the sin that so easily trips us up. Hebrews describes sin as a weight. I don't know if, any, if there are any runners out there. Obviously, I'm not one of you, but any runners? Um, have you ever run with like a weighted vest on to add some extra weight for intensity? Okay, yeah, you're a football player. That's why. Yeah. So it, imagine trying to run with this heavy weight on us, and we're trying to run a marathon. Very quickly, our energy gets sucked. That's how many of our spirits are weighted down by sin and other non-sin that just weighs us down and makes us heavy so we can't run with endurance. But Hebrews is saying, hey, just take it off. Strip it off. Just throw it off. Cast it aside. What are some of these sin weights? Maybe it's habits. Sinful habits that are pervading in our lives or weights slowing us down. Maybe it's perspectives. Perspectives about God and the church that are hindering us. Maybe it's relationships. Relationships that lead us into sin and draw us away from the Lord. Maybe it's media. I don't know about you, but we live in a generation that's so um, it just flushed with media and content and this and that. That all of us, all, we don't even have the mental capacity at times to run the race. Or maybe it's influencers, voices that we've opened our ears and our hearts to listen to that lead us away from the Lord. Or maybe it's shame and condemnation. There's heavy weights of sin that are holding us back. So we need to strip off those weights and run with endurance the race God has set before us. Because like I said earlier, we are in a daily battle with our sin nature. It's a daily battle. And this life of discipleship, this, this life of following Jesus radically, it requires endurance. It requires stamina. It requires, like, strength. So keep running. Encounter church. I want to, I, I just feel the spirit of God is wanting to encourage us. Keep running. Don't give up. I've seen so many people that come into this like a sprint. And they run, 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 and then they backslide. Because they're not in it for the long haul. The daily battle of putting our sin nature in its place. 
and we get sniped out, we get taken out by the enemy. But that is not for us. That's not God's best plan for us. So keep running, keep getting up. If you're knocked down, pull a Rocky and get back up. Let's run this race with endurance, family. Can you say endurance? And so I'm going to give you two tips, all right? Two tips on how to strip off these weights of sin slavery that are holding us back. And it all comes out of Colossians 3, verse 9 and 10. Take a look at the screen, and you can see it there. It says, don't lie to each other. Amen. Let's not do that. For you have stripped off your old sinful nature and all its wicked deeds. Put on your new nature and be renewed as you learn to know your creator and become like him. Two tips. First, take off the old. It's like taking off a jacket. Take off the old jacket. Take off the old nature. Take off the old nature that was enslaved to sin. But it continues. It's, it, it's not just take off, but it's now put on your new nature. So take off the old and put on the new. Can you help me with that? Let's get some movement in. We're, we're getting sleepy. Take off the old, put on the new. Take off the old and put on the new. Galatians 2.20. Let's talk about taking off the old. Talk about one of my favorite scriptures. Galatians 2.20. My old self has been crucified with Christ. It's no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. So I live in this earthly body by trusting in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. When I come to Jesus and I place my faith in Jesus, my old nature, a slave of sin, in bondage to the devil, what happens to it? Gets crucified with Christ. It gets crucified. And I love this. I'm not like a, an English... Uh, buff or anything like that, I made it through English. I didn't shine, all right? But a couple things that I notice here is it says that my old self has been crucified. That's past tense. Some of us live our lives going, my old self will be crucified with Christ. No, it has been, friend. It has been. Over 2,000 years ago, our sin nature took on the cross on Jesus. And so when he rose again, he destroyed and defeated sin's very power over you and I. So when I come into relationship with Jesus Christ, I'm not coming into a wrestling match with the devil. I'm coming into a victory march where Jesus has defeated all of it. He took it all for me. Jesus, when he was on the cross, he didn't say, it is going to be finished. It's about done. We almost done did it. No, he said, it is finished. On that cross 2,000 years ago, our slavery to sin finished. Finished. Take off the old nature. You know, the devil has deceived a generation of Christians into believing that we are saved but still slaves. That we're saved but still enslaved to our sinful nature. So when temptation comes and sinful urges come, we feel powerless to stop them. But guess what? On that cross, sin's power was decimated. So when I come to Christ, no matter how I feel, no matter what it looks like, the reality is my old self has been crucified with Christ. It's no longer Caleb that lives. 
but it's Christ that lives in me. I'm a new person. And you know, this is something I have to remind myself of daily. How about you turn to somebody next to you and you tell them, you're a new person. You look like a new person today. We need to take off the old, all right? Take off the old. But we don't just take off the old. What do we do? Put on the new, all right? Let's take a look. Romans 6, 16 through 18. Don't you realize that you become the slave of whatever you choose to obey? You can be a slave to sin, which leads to? Or you can choose to obey God, which leads to righteous living. The operative word there is choose. When I'm not in Christ, I have no choice. Sin is my master. But when I come to Jesus and I place my faith in Jesus and I'm born again, guess what? I can choose. I can choose. Do I choose to obey my sin nature or do I choose to obey my new nature? Thank God. Just thank God. Once you were slaves of sin, anyone else? I was definitely, most definitely a slave of sin, but now you wholeheartedly obey this teaching we have given you. Now you are free from your slavery to sin, and you have become slaves to righteous living. Take off the old, put on the... We choose to obey. What I obey is what I put on. What I obey is what I put on. When I obey my sin nature, I'm putting back on my old nature. I'm putting back on slavery to sin. But when I choose to obey the Spirit of God, what am I doing? I'm putting on my new nature. It makes me a slave of righteousness, a son of God, a child of God, filled with the Spirit of God. That's my new nature. That's our new nature. But we choose to obey and this process, I love it, this process of taking off the old and putting on the new, do you know what it produces in us? Colossians shows us two things that this process of taking off the old and putting on the new produces. It produces holiness and it produces intimacy. Can you say that? Holiness, intimacy. Where does it say that? Colossians 3, verse 10. Put on your new nature and be renewed as you learn to know your creator. Can you say intimacy? Learn to know your creator or intimacy and become like him. Say holiness. Do you know what the word of God says? That God, he works out all things for the good of those who love him and are called according to his purposes, right? If we, are we familiar with that scripture? This is the mastery of our God. Guys, listen to this. Even the process where, you know, we're getting attacked by the enemy and, we're, and we have to strip off the old and put on the new, even this process produces holiness. It makes us more like Jesus and it produces intimacy. It brings us closer to Jesus. So God even literally takes the attacks of the enemy and he turns it so that when we put on our new nature and obey Christ, we become more like him. And we draw closer to him. And so when the next attack comes, we obey him and we draw closer to him and we become more like him. Even the process of spiritual warfare makes us more like Jesus. 
Isn't that masterful? The devil thinks that he has something, so he comes at us with accusation and attack. But God even takes the accusations and attacks, and he makes that a process that makes us more like him. Think about that. The next time that you're facing temptation, it's an opportunity for holiness and intimacy. You take off the and put on the. Can I give you a bonus point? Is that okay? Yeah. yeah, one more. This is something that hit me a few weeks ago, and it's about spiritual warfare. Spiritual warfare. How does spiritual warfare deal with faith? You're about to see. It blew my mind. I was just thinking about Ephesians 6 and how the Apostle Paul wrote, he's writing to the, the church of Ephesus, and he's exhorting them. He's saying, hey, put on all of God's armor. Put on the helmet of, anyone know? Salvation and the breastplate of righteousness and the belt and the shoes. Put it all on. Get, all, get, get it all up on you. And then he goes in Ephesians 6, 16. He says, in addition to all of these, hold up the shield of? To stop the fiery arrows of the devil. I don't know if this has happened to anyone in here but me. But there are times where I'm going about my day. I've had a great quiet time. I'm going about my day. And then all of a sudden out of nowhere. Some sort of crazy thought hits my mind. Whether it's, you know, lust or an emotional attack. Or, you know, disbelief or fate, you know, fear or whatever. And it just hits me out of nowhere in my mind. You know, and it just feels like a, a, that fiery dart that just hits me in, in my mind. And when this would happen to me, if I'm going to be real, I would start, go, like, spiraling out of control. I'm like, oh, my gosh, what's happening, Lord? I'm saved. I love you. Why am I getting attacked? Oh, no. Do I, you know, do I need a demon kicked out of me? What's going on? And I just begin to panic. And so I read this, and then I was, as I was preparing for this message, the Holy Spirit just hit me with this. Hold up the shield of faith. Why faith? How does faith protect me from these fiery darts of temptation? Can I show you? When these fiery darts come, it says, hold up the shield of faith. And the shield of faith goes back to Galatians 2.20. The shield of faith, oh, this is so good. So the Bible describes the devil as the deceiver and the accuser of the brethren. All right? Deceiver and accuser. And so what he does is he stands in the heavenly courts and he's shouting accusations against me. Caleb is this. Caleb did that. Caleb deserves judgment. And guess what? Before Christ, all of that is true. A hundred percent truth. I deserve judgment. I was under God's angry judgment because of sin. I was a slave to sin, and the devil had every right to accuse me. But guess what? When I place my faith in Jesus Christ, what happens? My old nature was crucified, and a new nature came into me. The Spirit of God came inside of me, and sin's power was broken in my life. So guess what? When the devil starts coming and throwing darts at your mind, oh, you're this, or you're that, or you used to do this, and you can go, you know what, devil? I'm going to hold up my shield of faith. You're right. I did used to do that. But my old self has been crucified with Christ. It's no longer I who live, but it's Christ that lives in me. See, this is the mastery of God. That even when we're attacked by the devil, when we're facing temptation, it's an opportunity for us to choose to strip off our old nature of sin slavery to put on our new nature, created to be like Christ. And we grow in holiness and intimacy, in holiness and intimacy. That is spiritual warfare, the shield of faith. You can tell I'm loud and intense. I used to think spiritual warfare was shouting in tongues as loud as I could. And those are great moments, and I love doing that. But 
Spiritual warfare is holding up the shield of faith. It's standing firm in my salvation. It's not standing firm in my performance. It's not standing firm in my Bible reading ability. It's not standing firm. It's only standing firm in what Jesus did on the cross for me. Spiritual warfare is, I deserve judgment, but Christ took it for me, and now I'm a new man, devil. Every accusation you have against me, he took it. Colossians says the list of accusation that the devil had against us was nailed to the cross when Christ was up there. The accusations against us, friends, nailed on that cross. See, the devil has deceived a generation that we're saved but still slaves. Oh, but the reality is our old selves have been crucified. The work has already been done. We just can't forget to remember that when we are in Christ... Slavery is no more. We have a new nature. Righteous. Holy. When the Father looks at you, when you're in Christ, do you know what he sees? He sees Jesus. The righteousness of his son. That's why the Bible says we can boldly enter heaven's most holy place. Because when God looks at us, he sees Jesus. So let's strip off the old, friends. We don't need to pull a mental spiral like, like me. We just need to remind ourselves, that's not who I am anymore, devil. This is who I am. When fear comes knocking at your door, Holy Spirit says, hey, I want you to go tell that person about me. Fear comes knocking on our door. Oh no, what are they gonna think about me? I don't know enough, I don't know. What do I say, what do I do? Hold up the shield of faith. It's not even me that's talking. It's just Christ that's in me. And if all you have to say is that, you have enough. That's called a testimony. So let's strip off our old nature, friends. I told you this is very different, very different than what the normal one, but I just felt the, the presence of God so strongly. That he, he wants to, to break off the shackles of mental slavery over us, to set us free so that we can live and operate in our true nature, created to be like God. What kind of life would you live if, you were, if we were aware that Christ is inside of us, that the old is gone and a new has begun? I don't know about you, but my life would look a whole lot more bold. My life would look a whole lot more radical if I lived every moment recognizing the old Caleb messed up and broken, that's not even who I am anymore. So as we wrap up, as I said at the very beginning, we're a slave to what we choose to obey. Maybe you're in this house today and you find yourself a slave of sin. But today, the loving arms of God are open and outstretched to you, and he's inviting you out of slavery. He's inviting you out of the shackles of your sin nature. And he's inviting you to come into his embrace and receive your new nature. The old is gone. You've taken off the old, and you put on the new.
that can happen in this moment, friend. So I'm gonna invite you just every eye closed and every head bowed. We're gonna take a moment. This is a holy moment. Because I believe there are a few in the house today that you might find yourself in a place of slavery to sin. You say, Caleb, I'm not right with God. If I died right now and I face judgment, I know that I would not be with him for eternity. But friend, there's good news today. Jesus is here. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I really believe God spoke to you through his word today and is moving in your life. If you'd like more information about Encounter Church or you'd like to give your tithes and offerings, you can visit our website at EncounterChurchAtlanta.org. I'd also like to invite you to share this message on social media. Thanks again.